0: Okay, got it. Thank you. Bye. To keep things going, so now it's officially recording. It's supposed to be anyway. Um, so what we're going to talk about tonight, um, and look into the twelve. I've, I've taught this series, but it's I, I modified it some because we had to modify it. And grace alone, you know, we talked. We started on Peter last week, and and his name, what his name meant, uh, what it stood for. And then we have to address something with Peter and all of the other disciples, how a disciple believes. okay? this is critical. How a disciple believes. We have, um, you know, all of us. How many of you have an opinion? Please raise your hand. There you go. Eric raised up two hands. Good. Everyone has. (laughs) You got two opinions, don't you? Okay. well, I got three, you know, (laughs) and I can't get all four. All right. So, but how a disciple believes, it's its, it's critical. Uh, it, it can't be driven by um, your opinion, okay? I want you to get it now, and Peter had to get it. Our faith, and Jesus is going to spend his time teaching Peter, our faith is not based on our opinion. It is not, okay? you You, you, you know, what I believe, this is what I believe. This is what I think. No, 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 no. no. Your faith is based on the knowledge of Jesus Christ and what the scripture teaches you, period. If you start teaching opinion, you know, if you ever get me on my opinion about what's the best type of car. Well, what do you think I'm going to say? Why no, Because it's not the best type of car. I've had my fair share of problems with my Mustang. Okay. <laughs> but. Now, if you ask me what my favorite car is, yeah, I will say Mustang. Okay? But you can everybody has their opinion about what their what the best type of car is, right? Or is it even a car? Is it a truck? We can't afford that in grace. Okay? Jesus knows that they can't afford that in grace. Okay, so and 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 you gotta start with grace alone, but you gotta make sure Peter in his direction and how he's learning and how he's thinking is correct if you don't do that if you don't do that if you don't get peter right the rock okay if you don't get the rock right what is he going to teach the others to do exactly how he thinks and how he feels okay um well let's use let's use suffer springs as an example the church right now what direction if you had to assess what direction the church is going what direction would you say Straight ahead, okay. Maggie says straight ahead. What? What else? Forward, Forward, okay. All right. What else? How? How? How are we going? When you say we're going forward, what makes you think we're going forward? Mission minded. Okay. Let's look at something. Grace alone. Grace alone is simply acknowledging that the Bible teaches that the totality of, of our salvation is a gift of grace from God. Go to Ephesians chapter 2. Let's read it. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. Okay, we're gonna read that and we're gonna we're gonna kind of talk about it just a little bit. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. Let me read that that grace alone again. It's simply acknowledged. Grace alone is simply acknowledging that the Bible teaches that the totality of our salvation is. Is a gift of grace from God. The Bible doesn't teach us that our opinions matter, does it? Nowhere does it teach. Now, are you emotional about stuff? Who's who here can get emotional about certain topics? Raise your hand. Who can get passionate about certain topics? Raise your hand. Okay? I mean, if I were to talk to you right now about the state of this country, oh, I would get all kinds of input, right? Yeah, Jason says, nah. You know, Jason. Pretty much, yeah. No, we're we're pretty much going to hell. You know, <laughs> but we would have this. We would think, well, if, if the if this one would just do that, we'll be okay. And if this one would do that, but we're not going to be okay. Okay. Aside from grace, now in Ephesians chapter two and verse eight and nine. We know this, but let's look at something here. For by grace you have been saved. Okay, he's writing to the people of Ephesus, so that have been applies to who? Those who are saved. Been the past tense, meaning the act was done for you, okay? To a lost person, does have been applied? Not yet, because they have not been. The, the work of the cross is complete. The, the reason and the opportunity for salvation is there. It's all there, but to say that a lost person is saved, because this says, see, it's been taught. I've heard it taught that this meaning everyone is saved now after the cross, and you're not, right? We know that, okay? But people get taught this. So there's a lot of minutiae that's out there that's confusing the world. So you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God. So if you define a gift, you define a gift as what? Something that's simply given to you, okay? Okay? If, if, I ask you for it and you give it to me, is it a gift? Right, get that. If you ask and it's been, and it get, but if it's been given before it's been asked for, is it a gift? See, that's what salvation was given before. Was it no one asked? No one asked for salvation before Jesus did salvation. Okay. Even the Old Testament, even though there's evidence of salvation in the Old Testament, right? Right? Look, I preached a sermon last, last Sunday night. Last Sunday night, I preached a sermon at a youth rally in Steele, and a person got saved. But guess who God, guess what scripture God saved them from, out of? Daniel chapter 1. I preached a sermon out of Daniel chapter 1. That tells you how the word of God works, and the girl got saved. Right, Bunny, That happened. And we're like, hmm. I told other people, you preached out of Daniel chapter 1? That's not normal. It's God. That just tells you it's not me saving them. It's the word of God that saves. Okay? And, I mean, God can preach out of Song of Solomon and save some folks. Okay? Let's just understand that. It can happen. All right? So now, don't, don't yawn, Miss Tina. That, that makes me feel bad. It's just my first day back, and I don't need my feelings hurt. So early on, I'm so sensitive. Okay. Yeah, we don't have feelings. Thank you, Jimmy. <laughs> so let's look at this. Verse, verse 9, not as a result of works. Now, this would have been critical for Peter, right? Because Peter was what? He would No, but Peter was the type of person that put his hand on stuff. And if he didn't see a result after he did, remember, Lord, we've been fishing all night long and we ain't caught nothing. What more can you do? Basically, that's what he told Jesus when Jesus said, let down your net on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. And he's but he, he is not as a result of work. So guess what Jesus would have had to do with with Peter? He would have had to get all he has to get all of that. I, Peter, you're really going to have to get grace. You're really gonna You see, we get it to a point. But then we have to continue to get it over and over and over again, because there's times when we get into our own selves and we forget about the grace part that's working in our lives. Anybody ever anybody not guilty of that? You can't. Yeah, all of us are guilty of that. Even me as a pastor, when things are going well and you're getting excited, it's easy to say, well, this is what I preached. Whoa, 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 whoa. This is what God brought. See, we got to remember that, you know, I I still have trouble. I I try to not not to say, uh, well, you can come down to my church. It's not mine. It really is not my church. I I try to say you can come down where I pastor. You can come down where I pastor, because when I say it's my church, then what am I doing? Yeah, yeah. And then I'm taking God out of it. You're taking the glory and God will not share his glory. Right. Well, see, Peter is going to have to understand that. So this is why I'm, I, I want you to get, why I'm tre- preaching on Grace Alone tonight is I want you to get the overwhelming, the, the overwhelming effect or the, the, the almost, it would, it would take God himself to get Peter to change his thinking. Okay? It would take God himself. And this is why Jesus had to spend so much time. I said before He had to correct Peter more than he did anyone else. You read the scripture. He spends more time correcting Peter. He spends more time correcting the foundation of the church. Okay, He spent more time doing that than he did anything else. Peter, you got it out of all of these guys. You got to get it right. They have to get it right. But you have to get it right, Peter. Okay, Now, so let's finish on in verse nine. Let's keep going that not of yourself, it is the gift of God. Now, of God means what? Comes from him, part of him is physically, not physically, but but removed and placed on you. Removed and placed on you. Remember that. So Peter's got to remember that. Hey, God took himself removed it and placed on you, but still remained God-holy. He's completely God. He was never not, not God at any time, but he removed himself, and then when he did that, that came in the form of what or who? The Holy Spirit. The holy Spirit. Well, not actually Jesus Christ first, because Jesus had to do the work. The, 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 the Holy Spirit is a result of the of the work of Jesus Christ, Okay? But when, he, when God took himself and, and placed himself in space and time, like us, he did what? He provided a gift. Jesus is a gift. That's, that's one reason our motivation for getting gifts for Christmas, right? Because the greatest gift was given was Jesus Christ. That's our reason. Our other reason is that we just want more stuff, and so we're going to get it, right? But Jesus Christ, in the form of Jesus Of God, part of God was given for you. Okay, any confusion in that? No confusion, right? And exactly, and that was the—that's the part. uh, You see, God, Jesus was the only one that could become the sin because no one else could be the sin. Okay. If Miss Faye tried to die for my sins right now, I'd be as lost as as a sock in the dryer. OK, yep. I would be that lost. Well, it's true. OK, hers would would not accomplish anything. OK, uh, it, it, he has to do it. He had to do it. So now, so let's read the first statement again. Grace alone is simply acknowledging that the Bible teaches that the totality of our salvation is a gift of grace from God. The whole package can only come from God. Peter has to get that because keep in mind, Peter is a Jew. And how did Jews feel and how did they think at the time? La, 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 la. Exactly. Okay. So now look at this. It is the acknowledgement that salvation from the wrath of God is based on God's grace and mercy and not on anything good in us. See, Peter had this issue where. Now, keep in mind. I tell you what. Go to John chapter four. Let's go. Let's let's take a familiar form of scripture. John chapter four. And let's look. Let's look at verse. Um, verse twenty-seven. At this point, his disciples came and they were amazed that he had been speaking with a woman. Yet no one said, what do you seek or why do you speak with her? So the woman left her water pot and went into the city and said to the men, come and see the man who told me all the things that I have done. This is not the Christ, is it? They went out of the city and were coming to him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, saying, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. So the disciples were saying, and I brought this up before. The disciples were saying to one another, no one brought him anything to eat, did he? Okay, they weren't getting the fact that Jesus was offering grace to a woman. And then on top of that, they were getting the fact that what they were asking, they were saying he's talking to a woman. Well, why is he talking to this woman? They weren't asking. And Jesus said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. Do you not say there are yet four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields that they are white for harvest. Jesus took the moment, took this time to explain to the disciples that everything out there is open for salvation. Everyone out there is open for salvation. Everyone. He's talking to this Samaritan woman. And guess what? This woman from Samaria and Whoa, you know, even the woman from Samaria said, why do you, a Jew, speak to me and you being a Jew? Why do you do that? OK, and, and Jesus is saying, I'm just right here now showing you that this grace is for everyone. I'm not excluding you. I'm not. And the disciples needed to see that, too. What was the problem with Jesus talking to the woman at the well, according to the Jewish culture? She is a woman is a Samaritan. OK. Okay, that was really that in a nutshell, she was a woman as a Samaritan, and in Jesus talking, a Jew speaking to a Samaritan, what would have been the problem with that? Why did they look down on the Samaritan people? Why? Ooh, yeah, half breeds, cross breeds, you wonderful. See, you, you, you see what the disciples would have had to overcome, you see what Peter would have had to overcome. The whole half-breed situation. Everything, yes. Everything he, and, and Brother Kent just closed the message out. Peter would have had to overcome everything he would have ever been taught. This one being one of them, this one being so critical. Okay, look at, look at this next statement. People want to reject the importance of this doctrine. They do not want to accept what the Bible clearly teaches about the basic condition of human nature since the fall of Adam. Okay, first off, the Jews didn't think that they were a bad o- as bad off as a Samaritan was. A Samaritan was, okay? Right? They thought they had arrived. They really did. They thought they had arrived. So th- and th- they wouldn't have accepted. That's why Jesus' teaching was so hard for them. They wouldn't have accepted the fact that I had a first, I had a flaw, and that I need saving. Okay? They were not willing to accept that. I have a flaw and I need saving. Second of all, they wouldn't have thought that it could have happened through Jesus Christ. A couple of reasons. Why? Well, the region in which he was from, even his own disciples questioned, okay, Nazareth. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Nazareth? Right? So they wouldn't have thought that. And so then then they come up and you find Jesus doing the exact opposite of what you're telling me to do. Okay, Peter's got to get that in his head. He's got to get that in his head. Go to uh, Acts chapter 10. Let's let's talk about uh, Cornelius real quick. In Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10. And go to verse 34. This is when Peter gets it in Acts chapter 10, verse 34. Opening his mouth, Peter said, I most certainly understand now that God is not one to show partiality. Now, how much is how much time has transpired between the teaching of Jesus and when Peter finally gets it in Acts chapter 10? Do you have any idea how long that was? There's no timeline given, none given. But we know, okay, Jesus is not here. He's, he's gone, okay? We know that the time of Paul and his and his um, transition, I mean, Saul's transition into Paul, it has happened. Stephen's been stoned, okay? Ananias and Sapphira have been uh, killed because they lied to the Holy Spirit. We know Pentecost has happened, okay? And keep in mind, how much time since Pentecost to this time when Peter finally understands that, now, Pentecost happened, and what, what was going on at Pentecost? Go to Acts chapter um, 2. Go to Acts chapter 2. Yay. Yeah. <coughs> Go to verse 3. And there appeared to them tongues as, as of fire, distributing themselves, and they rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit was giving them utterance. What does that mean? Well, they would have had to speak how? In other what? In other languages. okay. which should have been clicking. Guess what? There's other languages. That means there's other what there? Other types of people that are there that they have to speak to. He would should shouldn't Peter recognize them. Well, I'm speaking and everybody's understanding this now. Um, I should be the the gospel is for everyone. But he didn't get it until when? Acts chapter 10. Okay, no, no, we're not done. But hold on. Hold on to that thought for a moment. So I want you to understand. See, look at Peter's. Look at Peter's, um, even after the Holy Spirit, he's still not getting the full fact of what his grace was doing, of what grace was doing for him. Okay, are y'all with me? Are you following? Any questions? Is anyone confused? You confused? Nobody. Okay, look at this. Okay, so Jeremiah 17 and 9. The heart is more deceitful than all else and is desperately sick. Who can understand it? I put that that scriptures in there for a reason. First off, when you go back one slide and you look at the last statement, people want to reject the importance of this doctrine. They do not want to accept that what the Bible clearly teaches about the basic condition of human nature since the fall of Adam. Well, Jeremiah 17 and 9 teaches you that, okay? It tells you that you're deceitful. Peter would have to understand, I'm naturally a deceitful person. I haven't killed anyone. I haven't. I haven't stolen from anyone or anything like that, but I'm naturally a deceitful, and I'm sick, and I'm in need of what? Help. I'm in need of that. You've been a Jew all your life. You've been raised a Jew. You've been in the synagogue. You've heard one message all your life. You've heard one message all your life. It's the same thing, day in, day out, and you've heard it religiously over and over. It is drilled into your head. How old was Peter? Peter. He wasn't as old as we depict on them uh, phony um, Lord's Supper things, you know, where they got a whole bunch of old gray men out there at the Lord's Supper. I mean, there wasn't nobody that old. They were all young. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So think about it. Yeah, at least 30. Right. No, they wouldn't. That at least a- and then they would have had Jesus breaking the law and the customs if he had done that. Yeah. So keep in mind. But keep in mind, when did they start learning in the synagogue? Well. So you got a good 18 to 20 years of programming put into all these men. All of these men, okay, keep in mind, you have Philip and Nathaniel. We talked about them when we talked about them first. Guess what they were? They were well-versed in the scripture, weren't they? They even said, hey, the one in which the scripture's right, he's here. I found him, okay? So they would have been well The Peter and Andrew and James and John, they would have been the same way. They may not have had the knowledge, but they. W- I can guarantee you they went to church. And they learned the way so jesus would and guess what the pharisees weren't doing they weren't teaching man that their heart is deceitful and wicked and in desperate need of of a holy and righteous god they weren't teaching that were they they weren't teaching that and that's why you peter would have had to jesus has to overcome that now just think about what how i'm how I've been teaching since I've been here, how God has led me to teach you since I've been here. What would be some of the hurdles? If you if you had to talk about some of the hurdles that you've overcome, okay, and I've overcome, I'll talk about mine too. What would be something that you've overcome since we've been teaching in this fashion? What would be something? Anyone? Can you think of something? Huh? Giving of, good. Giving of self, good. We kind of... We kind of get in the mode of and let's just stick with that we kind of get in the mode of churches for me and me alone and what can i get out of it right and we don't get the fact that hey you know what wait a minute it's more than that it's no longer about me i got to take what i've learned and i got to go with it you've learned a lot of information over the past 30 years or whoever's been here preaching to you and all you've learned that and they haven't been preaching in vain they've been preaching to tell you hey You should do this. These messages that I've been preaching over the past two and a half years, I can guarantee you someone else preached them before I came. Yeah. But you you weren't ready to hear. Right, Miss Linda. So let's look at this. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So Peter would have had to understand that scripture. He would have had to get the love of God. And he, Peter, as long as d- Jesus was walking his earth, Peter did not understand love. The way God intended love. He sees Jesus as what? What does he see Jesus as as they're walking together and talking together and spending time together? Huh? Huh? Let's look at this. Let's go to John. And let's go. Hold on. Hold on one second. I didn't have it uh, highlighted, but let's go here. Let's see. Uh, I'll tell you in just one second. Okay, go to John, and go to chapter 6. John chapter 6. I want you to go, go, let's go and let's look at verse 66. Let's look at verse 60. Therefore, John chapter 6 and verse 60. Therefore, many of his disciples, when they heard this, said, this is a difficult statement. Who can listen to it? But Jesus, conscious that his disciples grumbled at this, said to them, does this cause you to stumble? What then if you see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and are life. But there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning who who they were who did not believe and who it was that would betray him. Of course, we're speaking of Judas. Verse 65, and he was saying, For this reason I have said to you that no one can come to me unless it has been granted him from the Father. As a result of this, many of the disciples withdrew, were not walking with him anymore. So Jesus said to the twelve, you do not want to go away, do you? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have words of eternal life. We have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. Now, stop right there. We can get on further into but that's later on into Peter's when God deals with him. He says, we believe you're the Holy One of God. Okay, Peter had an understanding of that. But what's missing in his statement? My God, My God. very good point. What else is missing in his statement? What else is missing in his statement? Me read it again. As a result of this, many of his disciples withdrew and were not walking with him anymore. So Jesus said to the twelve, you do not want to go away also, do you? Simon Peter answered him, Lord to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Listen to that carefully. We have believed and have come to know that you are the holy one of God. What does that mean Peter should have understood about Jesus? Understood about Jesus. he was Okay, and what else should he have believed at that point? that he was a sacrifice, and why he was a sacrifice. You see, what you don't see in that statement from Peter is the whole purpose of why Jesus came. You see, do you see that in that statement? He doesn't say that in that statement. He believes he's the Holy One of God, but he's... Yeah, and he's not seeing in that, but God demonstrates his own love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Where is it in Scripture where Peter says, you have come to die for my sins, Jesus? exactly bingo he was still we're looking for a king this is the way it is it's going to be there's you know i don't know anything about a glorified body i don't know anything about a return of christ i don't know anything about an eternal kingdom all i know is is that i'm a jew and we're looking for another king you see what i'm saying you see where his problem you see what jesus had to get him out of he's thinking yeah you're the holy one of god you're going hey what happened when he transfigured on the mountain They wanted to build a temple to those three right here on the earth. And that's not what the point is. Peter, you're still trying to build stuff here. We're not building stuff here anymore. Jesus is telling, I'm not building here anymore. I am going to build you a place somewhere else. And then I will come back and receive you unto myself. But see, Peter's not clicking like that. Like Brother Ken said, we need a king. We want a king. We want a king. So, Jesus, you become our king. The 12 of us, we're going to sit around the throne with you until we die. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. thanks to James and John. You know, we're going to sit around here and we're going to hang out together and we're going to make sure everybody does right. And we're going to change how the Pharisees acted. That's what we're going to do. But God demonstrates his own love toward us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Peter didn't see that message. He's not vocalizing that message. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're thinking they're okay. Yes, they're still thinking that.